Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, we're recording this on a on a on a Sunday night. Double or nothing isn't even over yet as we speak. Um, but we thought because the the actual wrestling week is was was kind of light, and there's no way we'd be able to do uh, the super late post uh, post double or nothing pod, especially since I don't know how much of it we've we've both seen um because we didn't pay for it on bleacher report we decided to do a very special uh another special edition for you guys uh do you want to tell them what we're doing again for this one yeah so this week we're basically just switching it up you know we're going with the special editions route again and the episode this week as you guys can probably see from the title is an unpopular opinions episode so basically what's going to happen is me and Stevie Jobber are going to just throw out some of our unpopular opinions and then we're going to defend our unpopular opinions. They mm. might be popular to you. They might not be popular with you, but we're just going to throw our opinions out there, back them up and then let you guys give it a listen and hear what mm. you guys got to say on it. Yeah, man. Listen to it. Tell us who you agree with. If you agree with anyone argue with us you know whatever you want to do um so we hope you enjoy uh i believe we flipped a coin and uh i won and uh i'm going first um you will be going first and you will be letting us know what you got to say yeah so it was something i was stewing over and a, a realization i've come to really truly hold and understand for the last maybe two, three years. Um, people talk about top fives a lot all the time, Duke, right? Yeah. And I just never feel like this guy is at the top of everyone's list. And when I really go back through it, I feel like he is without a shadow of a doubt, the best out of everyone in the top five, if he even makes some people's top five. So I'm here today to present an argument to you that you might hear at first is maybe not an unpopular opinion, but when I really break it down for you, you'll see how this could get tricky. But before I even make this statement, I just wanna read off a couple of things. Okay. Before, so that the people that immediately come out and be like, he doesn't deserve it, can kind of be put in their place. Let me let me break this down for you, okay? He was mm-hmm. Rolling Stones Wrestler of the Year in 2016. He has won Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards consistently from 2003 to 2018. He, in PWI, had match of the year in 2016 tag of the year in 2006 most popular 2017 and 2018 
Wrestler of the Year 2016, 17, and 18, 2010's Wrestler of the Decade, and was number one in PWI's top 500 in 2010. Mm -hmm. He's been two-time IWGP champion, two-time WWE champion, three-time NWA champion, two-time TNA champion. And that's just scratching the surface. The man I'm talking about is Alan Neal Jones. He's 44 years old as I'm recording this. And I need you people out there to understand that the man I'm talking about, the phenomenal AJ Styles, is without a shadow of a doubt, prove me wrong, he is the greatest in-ring performer of all time. Mm. All time. Mm. Hands down. And you might, some people that love the Indies might hear this and say, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. No, really, let me break this down to you. There are some great in-ring performers that are always on top fives that you hear all the time. You hear The Undertaker. You hear Bret Hart. You hear Shawn Michaels. You hear The Rock. AJ Styles, I am telling you right now, is the greatest out of all of them. He's hands down the greatest in-ring performer of all time today. Not Kenny Omega. Forget the new names. Forget the old names. Forget Ric Flair, even. AJ Styles is hands down the greatest in-ring performer of all time. Let me give you some, some quotes that, that, that kind of put this in perspective for me. Within the first three years of AJ's presence in the WWE, they were calling him the greatest wrestler of this generation. AJ Styles got here after 20, what, the year 2016, 17? Was yeah, it? yeah. Uh, AJ got there in 2016. 2016. Had one of the greatest rookie years in WWE history. Within the first three years, they were calling him the greatest wrestler of this generation. Mm-hmm. Mind you, if you were turning to Spike in the 2000s, on a Wednesday or Thursday night, you knew AJ Styles was the greatest wrestler of the last generation. While we were stewing over the Randys and the Batistas and um, the John Cena's and the Brock Lesnar's, yeah. AJ Styles was out wrestling them was outperforming them mm -hmm. from 2003 until he left to go to New Japan and hold them on their back on his back. Mm -hmm. Continue to run one of the greatest factions today, and then proceeded to be the greatest wrestler of the generation after that. He was already. 
the greatest of his generation. Mm -hmm. So you can say Shawn Michaels, you can say this person and that person. AJ Styles is really the Michael Jordan of this shit. He was holding and building companies on his back since 2002. Yeah. And he's done it every single place he's gone. This ain't even talking about PG uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. This mm-hmm. isn't talking about ROH, where he was two-time pure heavyweight champion. This and 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 and, and all the other stuff. Not to mention in AAA winning a, a, a tag team trios tournament with Samoa Joe and 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 uh, Ken Shi, I believe. Okay. There's so many things he's done. It's not at this point, I've already said enough. But if you want to go back and look at how he goes places, builds upon them, becomes the man wherever he goes. And and is still good enough to the point where the same things you say about the people that are ahead of him on your top five is the same way anyone that steps in the ring with him feels. For years, they said, I've had my best match with Bret Hart. I've had my best match with Mr. Perfect. I've had my best match with Ric Flair. I've had my best match with Shawn Michaels. AJ Styles gives people their best matches, and he's been giving them their best matches for two decades straight. Mm-hmm. Hasn't lost the step in anywhere he's gone. And it's amazing. I really had this epiphany a couple of weeks ago because people will, people had a conversation about um, them, them being moves in TNA that AJ never does now. Mm-hmm. That arguably, not really even arguably, AJ Styles is less impressive today, even though because of his style change and adaptation to WWE's style of wrestling. Yeah. He's a less impressive AJ Styles, not because he got less impressive at all, because he still Mm -hmm. wrestles like he's he still wrestles like he's fucking 24 out there. Mm hmm. He's still just as quick. He's still just as uh, the chemistry is still just as great, and he can still put people over just the same. He's he's just reduced his move set to fit their wrestling style, and somehow is still the leader of their locker room. Was still the guy that came in immediately within the first three years, and was getting passed the torch by John Cena to hold down the company. Mm-hmm. Beat him three times straight, proudly. Went to SmackDown when they put all their faith in the now John Moxley, and he wasn't cutting it, so they put the belt on AJ Styles because he was now the backbone of SmackDown, and it became the house SmackDown Live became the house AJ built because he literally mm-hmm. builds places. That's what he does. He built the X division. He built TNA. He helped hold down uh, New Japan. 
and then he built SmackDown Live on his back when the man they chose couldn't cut it. Mm -hmm. Because that's what he does. He gets in there and he makes Jinder Mahal look good. I was literally just thinking that. He's the guy that you send in there when Dean Ambrose hasn't been putting on the quality of matches for three months and has his best match with AJ Styles. You know why he had his best match at the end of the reign? Because it was with AJ Styles, because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. So I know there's the argument of Sean. I know there's the argument of Brett. I'm telling you now, go back and watch any of the matches. Go back, watch AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. Go watch AJ Styles Kazarian. Go watch AJ Styles Jeff Hardy. Go watch AJ Styles and Sting. AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. Because on top of holding down businesses, holding down companies, holding down, holding down divisions, he's also wrestled with every single one of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, if if you, if you don't want to take my word for it, take Undertaker's word for it, because he didn't, he couldn't think of anybody else to help him end his career, but AJ Styles handpicked the man. Like for people to compare you and for that. Go ahead. I was going to say, and for that being the cinematic match that it was, it was still a great match. Right. A, a match style we really had never seen before mm-hmm. or not seen done well ever really. was somehow the highlight of that WrestleMania night and still mm-hmm. one of the greatest, definitely one of the greatest cinematic matches I've ever seen because they do. AJ Styles don't miss. He don't have an off night. He's AJ wow. Styles. Take that all, take all that guts and integrity of the undertaker to just keep on going and get in there and be the backbone and be the guy you can rely on and make everybody that can't look good, look good. The guy can wrestle a shirt like Ric Flair and it'll be good. It'll be the best yeah. thing you've ever seen. I mean, he practically did what Ellsworth. We talking about a guy that made somebody that had no chin go over for two months. Mm-hmm. Had him way over, way over way more over than he should have been. Like, I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. So I, I really need you to understand, like for some people, you already know this. And maybe this is, this isn't for the people that, that, that you just can't change their mind. Like if we can't agree that uh, if you're somebody that can't agree that Chris Jericho is one of the greatest minds in wrestling, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people that appreciate the work that Dean Malenko does, the work that Eddie Guerrero did, the work that um, The Rock and Sean and Rick did, but also the work that Kenny Omega does and the Young Bucks do and Alex Shelley and all the great people from the X Division, for all the people that appreciate those levels of wrestling, that level of technicality, those levels of acrobatics, and can understand mm. that AJ is a forefather of a style everyone has now. He's, he's 
I won't even say the Michael Jordan of this shit. If you want to keep giving after Shawn Michaels, do it. Fine. He's the Island Iverson of this shit because nobody was doing what he was doing when he came in. And now everybody's doing it. Matter of fact, some of them are overdoing it. Mm-hmm. He is a god to this generation because he was as good as every high quality wrestler, professional wrestler on the Indies today, 20 years ago. So I don't care how amazing Ric Flair was in his time. And yes, he was amazing, but he was not doing a a spinal tap over the top rope dives from inside the ring to the outside, no springboard. Like the things this man did technically in a six-sided ring, mind you, which is harder to move around in, is unheard of. So if you need some convincing, go back and watch a match from 2005, 2006, 2004, watch him versus Christopher Daniels. Just watch and see the things this man did every night to make you go, wow, that's phenomenal. I get why they call him that. AJ Styles is the greatest in-ring performer, hands down. Fight me. Came out swinging on that one, didn't you? Fight me. It's like (laughs) that. It's like that. All right. right, Well, I respect your opinion. Um, I have one that a lot of people might not respect. Um, (laughs) and And I can't believe I'm even saying it, but mine's it's just i think it's something that needs to happen so wwe has been lacking in the department of where you can have a guy who makes you tune in every week because you either really love him or you really hate him or something like that and they've been lacking for a while with that And I think one of the things that they need to do, they need to give Enzo Amore a callback. Now, I'm sure a lot of you know I am not an Enzo fan. I'm like probably the one of the farthest things from an Enzo fan. It's nothing against him as a person. I'm just, I'm not a fan of the way his character is. That's, that's literally my only gripe with him is his character. But I think they need to bring him back in some kind of capacity, whether it's main roster or NXT. Basically because if you have him, you have people that tune in just to see him. He has a ridiculous cult following about him. I'm He's, one of them. Yeah, see, you're one of them. Um, you the way he is on a mic, he can go out there with a mic and just talk about the sky being blue and and it's gold. He mm. he he has a way with words that nobody has in the WWE. I think right now in the WWE, there's not many people who can even come close to the things he does on a microphone. Mm. And then merchandise wise, 
he was making he was making six figure merch uh, six figures in developmental just mm-hmm. because of his merch. Then you take him to the main roster, he's making even more money on his merch. Like nobody's, I, I think there's very few people that come close to his merch numbers. And then, as ridiculous as it sounds, he was actually the best cruiserweight champion. <laughs> That they had when they brought that cruiserweight title back. Like, I'm not talking about the Rey Mysterios, the Billy Kidmans, those type of guys with the OG cruiserweight title. I'm talking about that purple fruit roll-up cruiserweight title. <laughs> he was the best champion they had. He was. You put the title on him, everybody started watching 205 Live. The dude was main eventing Raw. With the purple fruit roll-up cruiserweight championship. Amazing. Like it, and I think if you were to bring him back now, there's plenty of people that he can do stuff with, whether it's NXT or the main roster. Like you let's say you bring him back to the main roster. I'm throwing him in there with Cody. I'm throwing him in there with Gulak. I'm throwing that there. I'm I'm keeping him out of the matter of fact, the 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. He he could make that enter- even more entertaining. He could revolutionize the way and he could have and he could have eyes just on that. Mm-hmm. Him and R Truth going back and forth for the twenty four seven title. I think that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, that would probably be the best thing on Raw right now because what's going on on Raw right now? There's nothing there. Like, are we doing the tag team title thing now? I think that's like the main thing is yeah, I think tag that's the biggest thing on there. Because Roman has the two titles and he's still the SmackDown guy. Mm-hmm. You put him on SmackDown, I mean, SmackDown's Roman's house. So, you know, you can't really go to SmackDown with him. You put him in NXT, nobody's watching NXT these days. Mm-mm. Ever since the uh ever since Hunter stepped away and they've had Vince doing it, nobody's been watching it. You take Enzo Amore, you put him back in NXT, just let him do what he was doing on the main roster. Fire. You know how Fire. many eyes you're day and have age, on Yes. Where it's all about like the TikTok and the clout and the and the, the the big name and the flexing. And you got people like Cameron Grimes and Grayson Waller and mm-hmm. Mandy Rose. And Enzo is going crazy. And that NXT would be 2.0. That would be crazy too. Like, like you just said, you got uh Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes, Mandy Rose. Um, there's there's like um who's this other guy? Um the um the Italian guy, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. I think him feuding with Tony D'Angelo. Oh my god. I think that would be awesome. You can throw him in and if you build him right, like and actually make him solidified. Mm. You could throw him in there eventually with whoever your world champion is. Absolutely. Which is crazy because I never in my life would see Enzo as a world champion. But in NXT, with nobody watching it, you're trying to get your ratings up. What did they do a while back, like 20 some odd years ago? They put the title on Cactus Jack or Mm -hmm. on uh, Mankind Mm -hmm. and their ratings went straight through the roof. I think if you do that in NXT with Enzo, eventually... You're basically just going to strap the rocket to his back and your ratings are going to go up. And and to give you give you kind of um, uh, to strap a jetpack on that statement. 
I really shouldn't be telling you guys this spoiler if you're an MLW fan. Stop now. Maybe skip ahead 30 seconds. <clears throat> Enzo attacked Shake of Fire 2 last mm-hmm. pay-per-view, last taping. Mm-hmm. Jake of Fire 2 has closed damn near every show and tapings for the last six months. They now have Enzo who's only been there for like maybe three about the feud with their biggest guy. That just tells you right there. Like if you can if you can take this guy and bring him into your company in any way, like yeah, he gets a lot he he gets a lot of hate from people, me being one of those people, mm-hmm. but that's just because I'm not a fan of his character. I'm sure him as a person is a great guy. I'm just not a fan of his character. Mm. But he does generate money. He does so, his job. Yeah, so I mean, that I can appreciate. Whether I'm a fan of his character or not, he does his job. He generates money. He mm. generates revenue. Mm. He might not be the greatest in the ring. He might, you know, hurt him, hurt himself from time to time. But he then takes that and turns it into gold. Like, remember when um, he broke his leg countering the wrist lock? Yes. What did he do with that? He got the wheelchair. He got the crutches. He made everything hilarious. He mm-hmm. was still doing his stick while he was in the chair. Mm-hmm. Like, plus, nobody can sell like him. Like, he can sell. He's amazing. Yeah. When he, when he was getting jumped by all the cruiserweights, he sold everything. And he sold it great. Yeah. And he's he's a different animal live, man. I'm telling you, he's gotten better. And they hate him just as much. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that's his thing. He's good at making people not like him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can, I think if he, if he was to come back, he would have to be a heel. He can't be a face. He needs to be a heel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think a heel Enzo is better than a face Enzo. But you can still... Again, generate all that money off your merch. You can make six figures, close to seven figures. Because mm. there's nobody on the roster who can do outlandish stuff with their merch the way he can. He I think maybe, I think maybe the Profits can do some outlandish stuff with their merch because of their gimmick. And even imagine, then. Yeah. And they're attacking the Profits. The same demographic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Imagine him with the Street Profits. It's going off. You put him in. You put him in Riddle and like some type of feud. That would be hilarious. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like the yeah. pothead and the party animal. Oh my animal. goodness, that would be so funny. That would be so funny. You can make it work. Like bringing him back has a lot more pros. A than lot more benefits. You could even bring him on as a manager. I don't know yeah. if he's agreeing to that, but yeah, you, you could bring of, him in as a manager. Yeah, he'd too. still be one of the best talkers on the roster instantly. Imagine him and Max Dupree going at it. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about Max Dupree. That, yeah, see, even then, that would be another one. Him and Max Dupree, that would be great because they both can talk like like nobody's business. That would be hilarious. Yeah, but that's what I think. I think they need to bring Enzo back in some way, shape, or form because ever since he's been gone, their numbers just haven't hit right for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then even when he when he was a, um, in the crowd at Survivor Series, he was what, he was what was trending that Survivor Series. He made that show 
better. And he got more eyes on that show just from being in the audience. Yep. In the audience. If that doesn't tell you something right there, I don't know what will. And I think that's the biggest, like the biggest takeaway from me is he still draws. He's still just mm-hmm. as good. He might be better in ring. And he can he can get these merch sales. And because I'll tell you, it's a different monster to see him live. Um, and everybody's at his merch stand. And when the show's mm-hmm. over, everybody's taking pictures with the guy. I've had more than one interaction with him. And he, he just seems great. You know what I mean? Uh, I think you're absolutely right because the way that other places still have confidence in him, the matches he's still able to get, Mm -hmm. but the amount of crowd hate he's still able to generate. Yeah, like he's a heat magnet, literally. And the kind of characters that they're kind of accustomed to at at this point, Mm -hmm. Enzo is doing nothing but helping them. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, look at AEW. What was it, like two weeks ago or something? Mm-hmm. When they had uh, W. Morrissey in there. Mm-hmm. And the whole crowd still chanting, we want Enzo. Mm-hmm. Him doing the Enzo dance and getting that's a pop how, out of the crowd. That's how far this thing, that's how deep it goes, man. Like, you're cheering for the man while his tag team partner is fighting. Because as big as Will Morrissey is and as much better as he's gotten, he's been formed a wrestler of the bot. Yeah, he has. At the, at the end of the day, like even in his biggest moments, we still know who we remember. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. still know, like maybe Morrissey was better entering. Absolutely, I might say, actually. But maybe now yeah. a little more even. But mm-hmm. at that time, yeah. at that time, W. Morrissey definitely the better in ring. Enzo just had this bigger, larger than life character. That was really mm. the seller of the group. So yep. even in Morrissey's biggest moments, he can't, there's nobody selling. He, you know what I mean? He hasn't outgrown the big shadow of the character that is in Zoomore. Exactly. And I, I absolutely agree. That would be huge for them to call him back at this stage. Yeah, because nothing we- but numbers. Yeah, wherever you put him, be it Raw, SmackDown, NXT, you're getting a huge ratings boost just bringing him in. And that's what you need. You need ratings boosts now. And shoot, if anything, I would even sign him like just to be a coach to teach promo classes. Yeah. Even though he's like super young. So I would still, I, well, merch yeah, sales I'm, is definitely something I would do, you know. Um, yeah. I would still give him merch. Like just yeah. even if you're gonna have him as a coach, give him merch. Cause yeah, you put his merch up on the site so you can still get, you know, y'all can still make money off the merch and mm-hmm. pay him to help these kids do promo classes and like give them an NXT run. Yeah, because you figure Regal was what the GM and he was still having merch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Regal's not moving merch like Enzo is, but it's still the same thing. Like he still has merch, he still had merch. Absolutely. I think he has it now, even in AW, and he's not even wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's just managing. 
Yeah, yeah, he's got some, he's got some, there's some Blackpool uh villain William Regal merch because I know because as soon as they put it out, I wanted to get it. But um, yeah, yeah, it, even if you just put announce that you're putting his merch up, I feel like the mm-hmm. numbers are the numbers will speak for itself. Yeah, he'll 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 his shit will sell like hotcakes. Yeah, and I feel like they, yeah, you book him at a certain level, it, I can see him going one on one with Brown Breaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could I could easily see I could easily book him as a get him to the point where we can book him as a world champion in NXT, mm-hmm. which is I think crazy. It would absolutely work, and I would I would never tell you that before. Even when I was the at the peak of my fandom, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have told you he could be world champion. I knew I knew his potential, but even then, I wasn't I didn't think world champion was in his sights. But now, it's it's absolutely achievable. I mean, hey, shit, if, Zach, if Zach Ryder can become a world champion, why can't Enzo? Exactly. And that's that's a point we all have to, like, really realize. If Macadonna can do it, Enzo could move mega numbers now. Mm-hmm. If the, the, w, the wrestling American dream is truly possible. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to lie. Before we did this episode, my... Um... My opinion was going to be that Cardona shouldn't be a world champion. But then after picking the Enzo thing and coming together with my points and then realizing, you know what, I can book Enzo as a world champion. I was like, all right, you know what? Now that I'm booked, now that I'm doing it with Enzo, I can do the same thing with Cardona. So that's why I backtracked on that one. But it was going to be Cardona shouldn't be a world champion. But then Mm -hmm. I had a change of heart. So if Cardona can make it as a world champion, I think Enzo can make it as a world champion. Hell yeah, man. This maybe, is... maybe this is a coming of age moment. Maybe I'm secretly kind of becoming an Enzo fan. I don't know yet. Dude, if if you if we get you to Philly for, for one of the shows, I feel like we can fully turn you. Um we'll see. We'll see. But this is big full full circle moment right now, guys, because <clears throat> I'm actually, I'm actually the bigger Enzo fan. I'm actually the Enzo fan. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm also the the Cardona fan. So the fact that I can I can like hear him commend these two people that uh, in a way that he probably never has before. Uh, at least in all the years that I've known him, is is a big. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I've ever given Enzo that much praise before. Never. So this is this is big, man. This is big. Yeah. Bring him back. We could we could use him. We we like money. Bring him bring him on in. Yeah, man. Give, give him a big old hug. And I'm going he, crazy every time he cuts a promo. <laughs> he beat his case. He, he was innocent. He was. You good. know what I mean? Yeah, man. We can bring him on back. There's so many new people to clown now. Yeah. And hey. how how my heart is gonna sing when I can finally uh, <laughs> when I can finally rap along to the Enzo Amore can't teach that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <It's me. laughs> the building will sing like the days of old, <laughs> like the days of old. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but- man, I think that wraps it up for us. 
Yeah, I think I think we got our unpopular opinions out. Um, so guys, these were our opinions. If you got anything you want to say to us about our opinions, you know where to reach us. You can get at us on Instagram. You can get at us on Twitter. You, you can get at us on the website, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. If you have also, if you haven't checked out Stevie Jobber's new video of the MLW show, make sure you hop on over to our YouTube page and check that out because you're not going to want to miss that. Yeah, please do. Please do, guys. It was so crazy. There was said all oh, the stuff I could I, I could show you if I didn't have to cut it out for violence. It was yeah. amazing. It was amazing, yeah. truly. And then we'll have another video dropping on our channel sometime this week, too. So make sure you check them both out. Absolutely. I think that pretty much does it for this week, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, stay stay dangerous. dangerous.